everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I know you'll be alright Even when times get hard And you feel like you're in the dark You will see Just how beautiful life can be When you soften your heart You can finally start To live your truth is life. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Truthiest Life. Today's episode is going to be all about the yoga teacher training journey that I've been on for the past two years. I'm going to share a lot about my 200-hour initial training, which was in technically something called orthopedic yoga therapy with Michelle Fleming, and a lot more details about the one I'm currently in that you're seeing a lot of the behind the scenes of on Instagram, which is a 300-hour training with Yoga Shanti. Colleen Sedman and Rodney Yee are my teachers there. I've been getting a ton of questions about the training, and I'm learning so much, so this is my place to really share it all. I didn't go as much into the 200-hour training because next week I'm bringing on Michelle Fleming, who is my teacher, who's going to explain a lot more about that specific program. So just so you know why you're getting an in-depth on one and not necessarily the other is because back-to-back you're going to hear a lot more about Michelle's teaching, which involves undoings and taking care of the fascia and all about preserving your body through yoga. I'm really excited to share this episode with you because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about yoga, what it is. I think there's a lot of appropriating, and I think that there is a lot to do with yoga if we can really understand its roots, its history, and share the wonderfulness of it all in a way that is deeply respectful of the culture in which it all began. 
one thing that I said in this episode that I forgot to circle back around to was this idea of any amount. So very quickly, I just want to share that one of the yoga shanti principles that I'm learning and I think is so amazing is their philosophy to encourage students to do any amount. So rather than, you know, just saying, just sit there if you can't do a pose or um, making you feel really isolated or alone or like you're not good enough at yoga, we use this expression that I've taken from Colleen and Rodney to encourage students to do any amount. And that is such a liberating concept that I think that we can apply to anything in life. When things get hard, when we can't do something to its fullest degree, rather than completely back out, rather than, you know, shut down in frustration, can we do it to any amount? And I just love that. And I know that students at Yoga Shanti really love that. And I wanted to make sure that I shared that beautiful philosophy with you all, even though I forgot to get back to it in this episode. Thank you so much for hanging around. I'll see you back here next week as we'll share all about orthopedic yoga next week and all about that teacher training with Michelle Fleming. So I'll see you all back here next week. Today, I'm doing another solo episode on yoga teacher training, specifically sharing the 200 hour that I initially completed, the 300 hour that I have now begun embarking on, and I'm going to be answering a lot of your questions. There's been a bunch of solo episodes lately, and that is because I'm getting a lot of questions after taking a long social media break. So I've got a lot of catching you up to do on my life, but I also want to answer these questions so you can all make informed decisions about your life if you decide to possibly go on a yoga teacher training journey. First thing to say out the door here is that yoga teacher training is not just for people who want to teach yoga. Anybody who wants to learn yoga can do a yoga teacher training, and it's a great way to really understand the language, which is usually in Sanskrit, but also the English version of Sanskrit, if you're unfamiliar with the names of poses. Walking into a yoga room for the first time can be incredibly intimidating. In fact, it took me, I think, about almost a decade from my first time taking a yoga class to the time where it clicked and I was like, wow, I like this for that like magic to kind of happen. So for anybody here who's like, oh, I don't like yoga. I truly believe that yoga is for every body and it's the best thing for an aging body, which is everybody's body. (laughs) And therefore, if it doesn't fit for you right now, there will likely come a time and a place where it does. Whether um, you have an injury and your current form of working out no longer works, whether that's, you know, cardio intensive things or even powerlifting, yoga can always be adapted for whatever your injury is. There's always a different variation to do the pose and posture so that you can take care of your mind, body, and soul. So going back to that first class that I went to, um, now let's see, how old am I? I'm 34. I was probably 14, so almost 20 years ago. I remember walking into a yoga class in high school and being like, wow, ouch, no, 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 not for me. This isn't a workout. This feels awful on my body. And a large reason for why it felt so bad on my body is because I'm not flexible. I feel like that's a huge misconception with me and I want to break it down for you right now because I think a lot of people don't do yoga because they're not flexible. And although that definitely makes it more challenging to get into the 
pose, don't allow that to be an obstruction for you to continue doing yoga. Now, even as somebody who practices yoga a lot, I'm still very inflexible in a lot of ways. It's just the way my body structure is. A split, impossible. A backbend, impossible. So many of of these things that are regularly in the yoga practice are not accessible to me. And yet, I still practice yoga all the time and I find a way to do any amount, which I'm going to talk about that phrase later on, to do any amount in a way that feels good and supportive in my body. So from practicing over the last 15 years or so, I have become more flexible by way of yoga. And flexibility is really important because it's a sign of joint mobility. Doesn't mean that your flexibility will ever reach a, you know, gymnast level or that person in the room who can, you know, just easily slide into a split. But, you know, if your flexibility is at, let's call it a scale of one to 10, you know, a four, Um, can you get it to a six? Can you increase that range of motion just a tiny bit so that you are lubricating your joints and moving with more ease off of the mat? I didn't even mean to go into this tangent, but I'm glad that I did because I know that yoga is really intimidating for a lot of people. Amaya, who's my operations manager, you know, when we sat down to really talk about yoga, she's like, you need to teach a beginner's course because for people like me, I can't just walk into a 60 minute class and do it. It hurts too much. It's mentally too hard. And while I haven't come up with that offering yet, I hear her. I've been there before. I specifically remember walking into this place, Moto Yoga in NYC, in New York City, maybe uh, 15 years ago, and stepping foot in and being like, okay, this isn't for me right now, but I know that there's going to be a time where it is. And within maybe a year or two from that, I started practicing at Moto when I was still primarily going for the physical workout reasoning for yoga. And suddenly something shifted inside of me and I broke down crying in the best way possible. I had the release of everything that I had been holding on to. And it was in that moment that I realized that yoga is not just a workout and it is oftentimes thought of as this physical practice. And it's really so much more. It can help you enter the spiritual side of you, the soulful body of you, the emotional body of you, where no other type of movement work really does. And so the asana practice of yoga, those are the poses, actually hold so much more wisdom than what we think. When we go into plank, right, it's not just for arm balance, but we are awakening energy systems in the bodies, the chakras, and what I now know is to be called the nadis. This is way too advanced for what I'm trying to share today. But I just want you to take away that the poses, which are often thought of as a physical practice of getting stronger, may make you stronger, but is it is truly a practice of awakening something inside of you that has gone dormant in this world. And that's what keeps me coming back to my mat, the internal stirring, shifting and releasing that only yoga can accomplish for me in that specific way. That's both grounding yet exciting. That's kind of like the coolest part of yoga. A lot of the things that are happening are a push and a pull or a lifting and a grounding at the same time. And from that, we really 
root from our feet, from our ground and work our way up. So I'm not sure if that makes any sense to anybody, but I hope that if you're not just hearing about yoga for the first time, it at least sparks some curiosity to try it and to try it again if it doesn't feel right for you in that time to find the right teacher and the right place. Because what we're doing is a lot of body surrendering and you need to feel comfortable in that space. And it's very likely that your first time trying it wasn't the right teacher, wasn't the right environment where your body could surrender. So just want to offer that really important information of if it doesn't feel right right now, don't give up on it. And I want to really just drive home the fact that yoga is probably the one of the only things that will carry us through our lifetime. So if not now, perhaps in the future. It's also worth mentioning, as many of you know, that I struggled with disordered eating and exercise addiction and all of those very common things in my 20s. And yoga was a huge portion of that body acceptance piece of looking at my imperfections in the mirror and for the first time, instead of trying to harden, clench, get those, you know, abs that that I was, you know, so after and and that body that just isn't, you know, necessarily Everybody has a dream version of themselves, right? Like that's what I had envisioned for myself. I just looked in the mirror one day and it was like, oh, that's your body. Look at all it can do. Look at how beautiful it is when it's soft instead of, you know, sucking in like we've been told. And I think yoga is that unlocking key, unlocking moment for a lot of people in the body image space where, you know, it can restart, like I said, as a form of exercise to change your body. But when you stick with it and you unpack the layers of yoga, things really start to shift and it can really help you find peace and appreciation for the body that you have today, no matter how imperfect it is today. Okay, getting into the yoga teacher training specifics here. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I never wanted to be a yoga teacher. If you asked me three, four years ago, that was never part of my plan. And one of the reasons that I really did not want to do a yoga teacher training was because my favorite part of walking into yoga is a part of my mind, the very cognitive chitter chattery part goes offline and this mind-body connection takes place where it's kind of like meditative movement. I have gone to so many classes where if you asked me at the end of a 60-minute class one pose that we did, I wouldn't be able to tell you even though I did that pose a million times or held it for a long amount of time because something apart about me goes offline and I'm able to just be where my feet are, listen to the teacher's cues and without even thinking my body does it. And I didn't want to lose that because how many times, how many things do we have in life that can take us offline in that way while still being very conscious? And it was during these flows or yoga classes that my greatest realizations about self, my greatest epiphanies about um, the world and internal shifts were happening. And I was terrified to ever give that up by becoming a teacher or at least going through a teacher training. Once you go through the specifics of of knowing, for lack of a better word, like the sequencing of a class or the calculations of how to piece together a class, a part of that is kind of taken from you, I thought at least. And I, I didn't want to lose that because that was my special time to let go. But uh, in true Lisa form, sometimes urges, cravings just kind of come up and I do try and follow them. A few months into the pandemic, I started to get that itch of wanting to do a yoga teacher training and it was a pandemic. So my only options were really virtual at this time. And I got an email from, I don't even know how I got on this email list, but for this yoga teacher training, completely virtual with this teacher named Michelle Fleming. And I loved everything that Michelle was talking about, mainly because she was talking about the fascia and using movement to release the fascia. That's kind of her shtick and what makes her method of yoga, which is called orthopedic yoga, not the sexiest name, really different from a lot of other forms of yoga. Uh, as you know from hopefully my last episode and from hanging around here, I'm obsessed with fascia. I'm obsessed with releasing my own fascia. I, I you know, the more that I learn about fascia, the more interested I am. And anybody who's talking about yoga and fascia release, like my ears were all in. So I took a few classes with Michelle before signing up and I was like, wow, this feels really good on my body and it makes a lot of sense. It's different than a lot of classes that I've taken before. It's not a power flow. It's, you know, not a sweaty class necessarily. And the beginning is kind of annoyingly slow because we're taking a lot of time to open the body by using gravity and long holds and a lot of the things that we need to do to open the fascia. So I embarked on this 200 hour yoga teacher training completely online 
I believe it was the end of 2020 and I completed it in 2021, but I actually didn't even get my certification until 2022 because as you may remember, I got pregnant midway through and it took me a long time to finish my assignments and kind of get that official certification to be a yoga teacher. So Michelle's program is called Orthopedic Yoga. I'm going to bring Michelle on to talk a little bit more in detail about that, but it was completely virtual, which has its, you know, pros and cons, pros being you can do it completely on your own time, cons being you can't beat being in a room with your teachers, getting hands-on adjustments, the presence that you can kind of give when you are in person. But like I said, you know, I didn't have plans to be a yoga teacher Exactly. I just wanted to deepen my knowledge of taking care of my own body. That's how I think it began, actually. And this seemed like a really good program for me. It was wonderful and grounding, especially during such a groundless time of the pandemic, election season, just the world so angry about so many things to be in a community where we are helping each other and helping people and staying really rooted to the question of, am I doing harm in this world? That's a big question in yoga, which I'll talk about in a moment as well, really kind of became my compass during a really hard time. What I didn't know is that a 200-hour yoga teacher training is kind of what they call the undergraduate degree. And then you're never really done learning with anything, but you continue to get more hours as you want to learn more or advance your practice or your teaching capacity. So I completed my 200-hour and kind of felt, I didn't know that like everybody's always continuing their education. And sorry, I take that back. Not everybody is always continuing their hours. Plenty of people are teachers with just their 200-hour, and I'm sure they're wonderful teachers, but you can always be adding on hours to get better, pick up different things from different teachers, deepen your understanding of yoga philosophy, etc., etc. So I finished my 200 hour and I felt good with that. No plans to continue taking yoga teacher trainings for the foreseeable future. Come end of June of this year, I walked into Yoga Shanti in Sag Harbor for the first time. And I took a class with Colleen Sedman Yee. She sometimes goes by Sedman Yee, sometimes just Sedman. And Sedman, she says Sedman, I think. And I was like, whoa, this class is really weird. It's really different than anything I've taken before. I kind of hate it because it's so different and not what I came to this class to achieve. But I feel really good. So I'm going to come back. And I came back every day that week that I was out um, in Sag Harbor. And by class three, I was hysterically crying at the end of class. And I was covered in what I call sweet tears, the tears of release, of joy, of, oh, my goodness, you know, life is good and it doesn't need to feel rushed. And I was like, I don't know what Colleen and Rodney, her husband, who they kind of co-own the studio, are about, but they are doing something very different here, and I'm interested. And I looked up on the wall, and there was a sign for fall 300-hour yoga teacher training. Now, that's a lot of hours. My 200-hour alone took me you know, such a long time to do so many weekends committed and really the entire day. And back when I did my 200-hour, by the way, I was pregnant. The baby was in my belly for most of it, and my schedule was still around me. Looking at the schedule, still so sleep-deprived from a baby that you know still wouldn't sleep, I'm like, well, I can't do this, but it's calling for me. 
And I tucked that away. I, I buried it deep, that thought of wanting to do it deep within me because I knew that this wasn't the time. And during my me treat, uh, when I went away and I got really clear and moved away all the clutter in my mind, the only thing that kept coming back up was this 300 hour training. I really left that me treat knowing that I want to continue my education in yoga and I want to teach at least in person for right now in my community, possibly teach online. I know that's a question that I've been getting a lot. I do think that I will regularly be doing that at some point. However, right now I'm in the phase and season of learning, listening, and serving my community when I can, my local community for the time being. But stay tuned because I definitely want to bring it online when I'm ready to regularly show up in that capacity. So when I got home, I sat down with Evan, my husband, and was like, I really want to do this program, but it's going to be a huge sacrifice to do because his schedule is pretty crazy. We don't even get all of our weekends together because of his work being on call at the hospital or traveling for conferences. And the weekends that we do have available now are pretty much going to be occupied by yoga teacher training. Plus, how am I going to do this with a baby who requires all of my attention on the weekend? I don't have childcare, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Evan really supported me in making the shift. You know, I do struggle with, as many people do, postpartum depression as it gets colder into the winter months. He was like, this is going to be really good for you. He had taken a class with Rodney and Colleen at Shanti. He experienced their magic, their wisdom, what makes them really different. And he's like, we're going to figure this out. And so I moved the mountains and I enrolled in this 300 hour yoga teacher training. Now, one of the reasons that I chose this training specifically is because Colleen and Rodney have so much experience under their belt. I think over 60 years combined, Colleen has been teaching forever. Rodney forever. They are very well known in the yoga community and not just well known, but they practice what they preach. A lot of experts stop doing what they practice and just kind of speak about what they do in many industries. Whereas Colleen and Rodney are teaching multiple times a week at this studio and they are living the life that I look up to immensely. I was interested in their relationship, Colleen and Rodney, husband and wife. And if you read Colleen's book, Yoga for Life, or her podcast, Yoga for Life, you can learn a little bit more about their relationship. Anyway, the fact of the matter is when, when I started this training, Colleen and Rodney had to say why we were here, why we wanted to be here. And there's a million reasons why I wanted to do this training that I'm going to share the specifics of exactly. But ultimately... I want to live my life like Colleen and Rodney. Because they have such a respectful relationship of each other, their dynamic is front and center all of the time. And you can see that there is a growing amount of love between them with time. And there's something about the way that they live with that word from the last episode, Yatori, with spaciousness, non-urgency, not in a rushed way, despite being huge yoga celebrities that I'm sure are paid a lot of money to lead classes um, and retreats. They are rooted in their community at Yoga Shanti. And there is a level of humility that is the most refreshing thing that I've 
ever seen in my life. They just truly are steeped in bettering themselves, their practice and sharing that wisdom. And that's how I want to learn how to live my life. You know, as somebody who's married to someone that I love and it feels like it becomes increasingly challenging with time and babies and learning how we can kind of stay together through the challenging times is something that I'm looking to model. And seeing the two of them together really roots that for me. Colleen specifically to me is an amazing role model. She is beautiful and in her maybe 60s and she shows up on the mat. I don't even think she wears any makeup. Her hair's undone. And although, you know, she used to be a model, so she's got that amazing bone structure. She has signs of aging on her face. And I think it's important as I age to be around somebody who is allowing their face to show signs of aging, that's embracing wrinkles and laugh lines and all of that, because we don't see that so often, especially in, I don't know, in the world that I live in, I don't see that very often. We see people that do all of the things to anti-age, for lack of a better word, and no hate judgment for anybody who does that, or even for myself if I choose to do that. But seeing somebody who doesn't do that and embraces all of themselves, seeing it so regularly is a really positive thing for me, and it's something that I want to stay around. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay. Like I said, when I, you know, did my me treat and I was like, okay, I really want to teach yoga. Another thing that came up for me is the fact that I don't want to be another white female yoga teacher in a thin body with all of the privilege that I have. And 
if I am going to be that, because I can't get rid of the way that I look and the, you know, the access to things that I have and all of that, I want to be so respectful of yoga, its roots, its history, its language of Sanskrit. I want to be able to say Om and understand why I'm saying Om. I want to understand chanting because when I have chanted before, in yoga rooms, it feels really good, but it I don't really understand, you know, who I'm praying to or what I'm saying. And I want to, if I'm going to lead a room, know what I'm saying and express that to students so that we are not just appropriating the culture of yoga and the language, but rather sharing it and spreading it with adoration and appreciation. So this program specifically is very rich in Sanskrit and chanting and learning all of that. When I went to Yoga Shanti specifically, I was actually very caught off guard because they use a lot of Sanskrit in a regular open class. So if you just show up for a regular class, instead of saying butterfly pose, you're going to hear Colleen say Bhattakonasana. And at first I was like, after doing yoga for 15 years, I was like, I don't know what Bhattakonasana is. And then she's like, Dandasana. I don't know what Dandasana is, despite having my 200 hour training. But the more I followed along, I started to make the connections. Okay, butterfly is Bhattakonasana. Dandasana is staff pose with your legs straight. And I was slowly learning Sanskrit just by attending class. And I think that's a wonderful way to teach. And the way that I would like to teach moving forward is incorporating more Sanskrit. Doesn't mean I can't also say the English version of that word translation, but integrating the Sanskrit reminds us of where this practice comes from. Yoga philosophy was not something that I was ever interested in, in my 200 hour or before this. And now that I've kind of opened it up, this, this world of yoga philosophy, my mind is blown. There's so much to it that I'm not even going to try and break it down here, but it's even argued that the asana practice of yoga, like the physical postures, isn't even the main part of yoga, according to yoga history, meaning the westernized version of yoga is the physical postures, but that's not exactly what yoga as yoga was created is. And understanding that can help us really broaden our view of what yoga is, what its purpose is, why we do it, and really shine light on the fact that, again, like the Western colonized version of yoga is the physical practice. It's marketed as a way to sweat or get a yoga body, but that's really missing the mark of everything that's underneath it. And I want to hopefully bring that underneath that, that under the surface level of yoga and its meaning up to the surface as a teacher by learning philosophy and sharing it piece by piece in my classes. This program specifically, the 300 hour, like I said, like I, I was called to it. You know, Colleen kind of gave me the encouragement by by saying to me, just figure out how to do it, Lisa. And I did. And one thing I also want to share about Colleen that I think is really important. You know, I mentioned that it's important that you find teachers that make you feel safe, supported and held. And when I first walked into that yoga room, Colleen did that by saying something very simple. I walked in and I mentioned that I had a baby and I must have said something like, oh, I have, you know, a new baby or I'm a new mom. And she's like, oh, how old's the baby? And I backed it up and I was like, oh, I guess, you know, she, I'm not really a new mom anymore because she's like 10 months old. And she's like, oh, you're still a new mom. And when she said that, she gave me radical permission to feel as tired as I was feeling, to release the shame that I was feeling for feeling so tired because eye to eye, she looked at me and said, 
it's okay that it's still hard. And that was a huge person to person moment that shifted my life because I felt seen and understood by Colleen. And that's all we're looking for in this world, really, right? Somebody to understand the feelings that feel so isolating to us, the shame that we're battling silently and open that up and release it for us. And a simple conversation from just a woman being honest and present, you know, did that. She didn't respond with, oh, you got to sleep train your baby. You got to do this. You got to do that. She didn't give me any tools to fix the pain that most people give me when I, you know, say that I'm tired, the baby's not sleeping, blah, blah, blah. She just said, yeah, it's still hard. And it's going to be hard. And that to me was the biggest, warmest, mushiest, most healing hug. And again, like I said, I knew that I wanted to be around Colleen and Rodney because they could provide this type of seeing uh, people. And it's not just me. Everybody in my yoga teacher training, I think, is there uh, not just because of their insane understanding of anatomy, physiology, movement, all of that but because they have a way of making you feel seen and validated. And it's not an act. It's genuine. There's so little realness in the world. And Colleen and Rodney are the realest, realest, realest. So I kind of jumped into this training, not exactly knowing what to expect. It's half virtual, half in person, meaning if you want to go to the studio in Sag Harbor for all of the trainings, you can. But if you can't make it or you're halfway across of the world or um, on the other side of the planet, you can do it virtually. And I have been so impressed with their program, the way they've set it up, the technology, the way they interact with online is incredible. And how much I learned in my first five days of training, not just in yoga, but in life. This training, this 300 hour, which is an advanced training, you can't do the 300 hour unless you have the 200 hour. So we're starting kind of with this leg up. Not everything is being spelled out for us. For me, it's a course in life. I left this training feeling more spaciousness, feeling more rooted, feeling like I have more tools and acting differently towards myself, towards life, towards time, towards my job, towards my partner differently. And yoga, I think, can be that for us. It can shift and help us take the grip off of life that we might have come to hold on to really tightly because of trauma or social norms or work life, lack of work life balance, right? But yoga can show us that we can release the grip on life and things can flow. Because we kind of have this idea, right, that we need to tightly control everything and every situation for things to be okay. And yet when we come on our mat, whether we're doing breathing, such called pranayama or movement, we see that things can be okay without our grip on them. And everything on the mat is kind of that metaphor for life. But the hard part is taking it off of the mat and bringing it into reality. And my hope as a teacher is that I can help people experience and embody those shifts, those releases, that energy wake up off of on the mat and then carry it with them off of the mat. 
like I had mentioned, you know, yoga philosophy is really interesting to me for the first time now. And I think, I don't know if any of you learn like I do, but the first time learning things. So my 200 hour was great, but half of the time I had no freaking idea what was going on because I had never heard of a lot of the terms that we had used before. So it took a lot of time and effort to get over that learning curve. Whereas in this 300 hour, like I'm already primed. So I'm building off of what I know. And there's that feeling of momentum for feeling like, okay, I got this. Yes. I know what that joint does. I know what Mula Banda is. And you know, these, these, these very specific things in yoga that again, although I was practicing for so long, I didn't know what they were until I was in the teacher training. But going back to yoga philosophy, you know, in yoga, you have do's and don'ts. They're called niyamas and yamas. And these aren't these are rules of how to live your life, essentially. And one of the most well-known and important is to do no harm. And a student in the class asked, how in today's day and age can I sit in this indulgent yoga teacher training, which costs a lot of money, and not feel guilty about the fact that I'm bettering myself when the world needs me to be in action to advocate for those that are that whose voices are being smothered and so forth. I hope I'm conveying her question right, but essentially the question was I feel really privileged being here. How is this helping the world? Right? Cuz a lot of yoga teachers we want to help the world. How is that helping the world? And Rodney never answers a question just to answer a question. A lot of the time he'll say I don't know and he will take a step back. But in this question he said I have to say that Sometimes doing less, not doing harm in this world, not doing the action by jumping into doing something, fighting for something, saying something can be the best thing for this world in that moment. And there's something really beautiful about what he said that hits for me. And I I don't think that it's necessarily a, what's the word, like a disclaimer a cop-out? Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a cop-out to make myself feel better about doing this training because I understand the woman's question so well on an internal level. But rather, I think that is the reality. You know, with social media and everything, there's always something to do, say, jump in. But there's not a lot of people pausing, listening, and asking, what does my voice truly add to this conversation? And when is there a role for me to not use my voice? And I think that yoga can help us take a beat, take a second, check in with ourselves and say, is my voice needed here or is it adding to noise? What can I truly do to cause the least amount of harm in this world? And we don't always like that answer that comes up. It can be very um, uncomfortable to say, do nothing, do less, right? Especially because we think we need to fight, get loud, all these things that we associate with change. But I do believe that the world could be better if there was a lot less doing from some people, maybe myself included, and that sometimes the doing is adding the harm. Again, this is a layered conversation. Maybe it makes sense. Maybe it doesn't. But I'm just kind of speaking from the heart right now. And I hope that that possibly resonates or doesn't and at least maybe provoke some thought as to the doing of our culture of what it means to be the best person that we can be. Rodney and Colleen are two of the best teachers I've ever witnessed in my entire life. I think that the way they teach really matches my learning style. They are 
visual, but also hands-on. There is a level of sophistication to what we are learning in this program and details about the body foot placement and rules and guidelines. Yoga Shanti specifically has a lot of guidelines to how to create a sequence that is completely backwards to a lot of the classes that you've probably been in, or if you're a teacher, the way you teach, but it's brilliant. Their community, you know, they themselves are in their fifties or sixties and their community largely out in Sag Harbor during the year are in their forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, maybe even eighties coming in there. And they really understand the aging body. And so while an intense flow might feel really good, they understand the body and how it wears out over time. So they are thinking ahead, for lack of a better word here, of things we can do or not do in a sequence to protect our joints. So everything I'm learning is also a lot of unlearning because you can't just put one posture in front of the other and call that a sequence, even if it looks nice or feels nice. You have to understand how that is wearing the joint over time and do everything that you can to protect that joint. There's just brilliance to everything that they do from a body preservation standpoint, and I respect it immensely. So that's kind of the gist of where I was going, where I am now, the 200 hour, the 300 hour that I'm enrolled in. I'll be in this through January. It's eight weekends and um, I've got homework every week and a meeting each week with our mentors to go over questions. And I'm just blown away by the program. It's so well done. There's so many people beyond Colleen and Rodney that are managing it. And I'm just incredibly impressed. It was an expensive training. And so far, I could easily say it's worth every single penny because of everything that I've learned about yoga and about life. And I'm excited over these next few months to share some of that wisdom with you as it's appropriate so that we can all be the best versions of ourselves. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you've got other questions, you can DM or email me. And yeah, thank you so much for taking a moment to listen and be part of my life. And hopefully this will also open your mind to do a yoga teacher training, even if you don't want to teach, because it's truly the best way to get that time and attention to understand the specifics of a pose so that your practice makes the most sense and feels the best on your body. I hope you all have a great week and I'll see you back here next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. 
It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.